Hey, welcome back to another episode of Duality. If you are new, my name is Aria. Thank you for taking the time to check out my podcast. I take time every Monday to talk about self-development, to talk about things that we are navigating through life, hardships with friends and family, relationships and love, as well as becoming the best version of yourself. And for those of you who are a part of my loyal audience, your support for me with these episodes and on this platform means so much. I posted a question box on Instagram this past week asking you guys what topics you would like me to discuss. And it just so happened that a few of the responses I received actually overlapped with one another. I think it's very common for many of us as a collective to navigate very similar things simultaneously. The topics in particular that I'm talking about include gaslighting, how to respond to toxic men, friends, or parents, how to stick to your boundaries with family and or friends, and the last one being restarting friendships that you thought were over for good. Like I said, these all have the same underlying theme of protecting yourself, protecting your peace, approaching relationships with friends and family, which are oftentimes relationships that you have upheld for countless years. And something that I've been talking about a lot with the people around me is that the length of time that you have had a friendship or a person in your life doesn't necessarily equate to the importance or value add their presence has. For myself, I had had friends for over a decade who never knew how to understand me, who were never as compassionate and supportive and deeply caring as the friendships that I have developed in the last couple of years. I personally didn't grow up having friends who asked me how I was. That's something I've spoken about before, but now I have people calling and checking in on me daily making sure I'm okay, noticing changes in my behavior and checking in on me. And it took a lot of work and a lot of time alone and the strength to end certain friendships and certain relationships in order to get me here in this place with these people. With regards to the topic of how to approach toxic men, friends or family, my best advice And the only thing that has genuinely worked for me is to distance as much as you can. When it comes to toxic people, period, where you can, I highly recommend removing yourself from that relationship. But there are instances where maybe someone is your roommate, maybe someone is your colleague, Maybe someone is your family and how they show up is extremely painful for you and unsafe because that's what toxicity is. It's negative. It's troubling. It causes anxiety. You're put down. You don't feel like you can be comfortable and be yourself and let your guard down. And life is way too short to be spending time around people where you have to hide parts of yourself or dim who you are. That's something that, trust me, I have learned the hard way. With people like that, no matter what you do, you will never be good enough. 
No matter what you do, you will be the culprit of every hardship that they face. And getting as much separation and distance from that as possible will help put you at ease. It will bring you peace and drastically reduce the conflict or the mitigation you have to do to avoid it. Now, when it comes to people that you can't completely cut off, I just prepare myself mentally and emotionally, obviously as best as I can. You'll never be fully prepared. There will never be a day where nothing can trigger you. So don't punish yourself for being reactive when someone presses your buttons and knows that they're doing it. But I find that when I know I'm about to encounter someone who has been or still is a toxic person in my life, and I can't avoid running into them, I can't avoid seeing them, either because I maintain relationships with people who are always around them, or whatever. I take the necessary time that I need beforehand to either wind down, to do something that I find relaxing, to go work out beforehand and let out any stress or apprehension I might have prior to seeing this person. I find that writing down my feelings or talking to a friend and just letting my concerns and my fears out really helps me approach the situation with a clear mind so that that person, no matter what they say or do, to the best of my ability, can't get the best of me. Don't get me wrong, there are still times where I do all of that. I get in that space with that person and they push me and I react very strongly. And in instances like that, I try not to punish myself and I think that you shouldn't either. I can't apologize for how I genuinely feel. I'm not sorry for the things that have cut me deep and left scars that when touched or pressed or pushed figuratively, I can't handle it calmly. It's not my responsibility to take when someone intentionally is trying to get a rise out of me and succeeds by using things that have hurt me deeply. We are not immune to people pushing us around and oftentimes the toxic people that we actually can't avoid have very significant positions in our life, whether that means that they're your family or they're married to someone that you care about or they're dating someone that you care about or they're a part of your home, whatever it might be, or they're a part of your career or your dreams. Those people have the ability to really mess with your head and your emotions So my advice from that standpoint is to not, don't punish yourself more than that person is already trying to. And when you crack, allow yourself to be imperfect. Allow yourself to be reactive at times. But one of the biggest components in not wanting to react around toxic people is that they gaslight you and make you feel like you are insane. And... They will quite literally call you crazy, which is something that I do not appreciate or respect. It's not fair to throw around being quote-unquote crazy as if it's a mental health issue, or you're insane, or you're a psychopath. 
or whatever they're throwing at you as if those aren't real illnesses that people suffer from. You being affected by someone's pushing and prodding and unkind words, even if they're covert, does not mean that you are mentally unstable. And if you actually were, that is not something to pick at. Putting that aside, how rich is it when someone pushes you to that point and then laughs at you or goes, see, you always react like this and completely nullifies all of the countless times that you have been calm, that you've kept your cool, that you've maintained peace, that you remained respectful, whatever it might be. Someone who gaslights you gets a sick and twisted pleasure out of acting like they did nothing to you while watching you in pain. And that's not okay, which is why I highly, highly recommend to distance yourself and remove them from your life if you can. It's not okay and it's not good for your health. And when I say health, I mean mentally and physically. I, I'm at a point now where I have gone through so many different types of trauma. I have suffered so much emotional pain and my body shakes <laughs> every time I am stressed out or I feel pushed or I have anxiety about someone being around me who has previously shown to be unsafe. I shake when I'm angry. I shake. It's so severe that other people can notice it. When I have conflict with people at times, I shake. I'm not nervous. I am just so tired and so hurt and my body is holding on to so much of it that I can't take anymore. And I'm really not going to criticize or punish myself for responding the way that I need to in order to be okay. I'm at a point now where I actually can't handle more toxicity. I can't handle more trauma if I have a choice in it. I can't handle people around me who do not value and respect me. To the point where my body is physically telling me it can't. And I would say that many of us have things like this. Maybe it's not the same. Maybe you don't shake, but maybe it affects your gut health. Maybe it affects your sleep, your stress. Your For some people, it's acne. I've seen that a lot too in my relationships. And we need to learn how to honor ourselves. That's probably the best recommendation I could ever give anyone. Is that if someone makes you feel unsafe, honor them. Because they're not going to. Toxic people do not affirm your reality. They contradict it and make you feel like nothing is real. Nothing you feel is real. Nothing that's happening to you is real. And when you feel pain and they say it's for no reason, you feel like you're alone. You feel isolated. You feel wronged. And of course you feel ridiculous. Now going from that topic to how to maintain your boundaries around men and family members, it's the same thing. You have to honor yourself. So if someone's speaking to you a certain way or treating you a certain way or do, doing things in your presence makes you feel unsafe, disrespected, undervalued, you have to honor what you're feeling and you do that by disallowing the continuation of that. And now these people will come back at you. Like, I've heard it all. 
They will tell you, how dare you give me an ultimatum? How dare you push back with me? That's what they're really saying. How dare you not tolerate anything I dish out to you? Something important to remember is that the people who deeply care for you and actually respect you will never have a problem with the boundary that you set. And when you keep that in mind, no matter what the relationship you have with this person who's not respecting your boundaries is, like whether they're a man in your life, a partner of any sort, a friend, a family member, remembering that they're not respecting you, they don't truly respect you, is really helpful. They're not honoring you. And that helps you maintain distance from people like that. I'm not saying that when that happens, they're intentionally disrespecting you. Some people are, don't get me wrong. But in my experience, generations before us were never allowed to set boundaries in their families or at the workplace or whatever it might be. So their approach to us is the same. Well, if I can't have boundaries, why should you? What makes you so special? And again, that is a covert tone of what's happening. It's not something that they actually like directly mean or consciously are throwing at you. And with some people it is. And with that, I feel like it's easier to maintain boundaries because you can tell that they don't actually wish you well. But keeping in mind that boundaries are set in order for you to maintain proximity with the people in your life. I like to phrase boundaries in the sense of like, in order for me to remain intimate with you, this can't happen because I don't feel safe. Instead of being like, you can't do this anymore, I'm leaving you. And that was a learned thing. In instances where you're setting boundaries with people that you care about and you love, calmly say what needs to stop happening and why. When X occurs, I feel Y and I can't carry you forward like that. And so when I say something like, I can no longer talk with you over the phone if I'm not also going to have time to speak or be heard, it just, it directly shows like the cause and effect of the boundaries. So like if my boundaries aren't being respected of me having space to also participate in the conversation, then there will be less phone calls or not at all. Very clear, very direct, very to the point. And I'm assuming that the person who sent me this topic is more so having issues with people respecting those boundaries as opposed to voicing them. But there are people who will respect your boundaries. And I'm speaking that from experience. There are people who will appreciate that you opened up and you were vulnerable about how something is affecting you and making you feel in order for you to improve how you interact with one another. And the people that don't, maybe they're just not for you. And that doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that they're not meeting you where you're at. And I personally can't maintain any more friendships or relationships where someone isn't meeting me at the depth and vulnerability that I am showing up at. When people can't respect your boundaries, it often means that their ego is getting in the way. They're defensive. They're deflective. They're unwilling to acknowledge that they're doing something that is not sitting well with you. What that means is that they're not being vulnerable. They're not showing you their heart. And you deserve to be vulnerable and to communicate how you feel with people who are going to give you their heart back. 
And the last topic that was sent over that fits in this realm is restarting friendships that you thought were over for good. Now, there could be a lot of different scenarios with that. What I'm guessing is that a friendship ended for specific reasons and you reconnected and you're unsure of how you feel about it. And if that's wrong, you can message me again on Instagram and let me know and we can talk about it. But when things end, whether it's in a romantic relationship or friendship or with family, remember that there's reasons. And unless something has changed, either behavior, circumstance, you have changed or they have changed or both, likely both. I like to believe that people aren't stagnant for decades at a time, even though I'm proven wrong constantly. But if something has changed, go for it. It's completely understandable to be apprehensive because that friendship probably ended over some shit. It probably didn't feel good. You're probably afraid of getting hurt again or maybe trust was tainted. But if nothing has changed, I would have all of the anxiety in the world. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't think anyone should do it. I don't know why we go back and participate in the same cycle willingly and knowingly. I am not saying that I'm not guilty of participating in cycles. I am going through one right now that I'm so fed up with and I'm, I can't tell if I'm more angry at myself or the person that's involved. Honestly, I'm more angry with me. So I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of participating in cycles and patterns. I am a person, yes. But I don't consciously participate. And as soon as I figure out or realize what's happening and that it's a pattern, I'm out. And so going back to that friendship, if nothing has changed, is just an invitation to carry on in that pattern. And if you have apprehension towards it, it's probably your intuition telling you that this isn't for you. And one thing that I really, really want to finish this episode off with is that when you leave your family or you leave your friends or you leave a relationship, it opens doors to new people. It's the same thing about opportunities. People are the same way. When one door closes, another opens. When you make room for better friendships, you will have them. But if you cling to people who don't necessarily fulfill you or add zest to your life, There's no room for anyone else. And people who actually add immense value into your life take up a lot of space, trust me. If you feel stressed out or uneasy about reapproaching a friendship, I would trust your gut, especially if nothing has changed. I hope this episode is helpful. Thank you to everybody that sent me topics. I'll cover more of them in the coming weeks. I hope you're well. I hope that you are getting the support that you need. And I hope you're healthy.